Good morning. It's Monday, November 8th. I'm Shamita Basu. And I'm Duarte Geraldino. This is Apple News Today. Each morning, hear about some of the most fascinating stories in the news and how the world's best journalists are covering them. Eight people died in a crowd crush at the Astroworld Festival in Houston over the weekend. Around 50,000 people were at the outdoor concert headlined by Travis Scott. Authorities and the event organizers are investigating what happened. There are already legal actions. This is not a first. The Washington Post looks at the history of these kinds of deadly incidents at concerts. Eleven people killed at a concert by The Who in the 1970s. Three teens killed at an ACDC show in the 90s. One concert safety consultant tells The Post, every time the industry has a wake-up call, it hits the snooze button. Crowd safety experts say events like these show the potential danger of concerts. But it's not clear the music industry is learning from these events. Investigations of fatalities often lead to calls for tighter safety standards and better crowd control planning. But problems keep happening. Investigators looking into what happened in Houston are going to be focusing on several things. But they'll want to know if too many people were at the festival in the first place. There are all these social media videos that appear to show people barreling through security. One safety expert tells The Post, Overcrowding is the original sin of event planning. If a lot of people were let in without tickets, that could have grown the crowds to unsafe levels. Over 750,000 people in the U.S. have died from COVID-19. 72% of Americans say they know someone who was hospitalized or who has died from the disease. But many jobs don't offer employees much support when it comes to taking time off to grieve. Not having sufficient time to deal with loss can create long-term consequences for your mental health. And yet, the reality is, if you lose a loved one in the United States... When it comes to getting time off, the law doesn't really have your back. There's no federal guarantee to a bereavement leave. That's Chad Broughton, a sociologist at the University of Chicago. He wrote about this in The Atlantic. In the absence of a federal guarantee, a federal right to to grieve, state policies can sometimes fill the void, but there's only three states that actually offer any kind of guarantee. Um, So it's usually left to employers. And oftentimes, employers don't offer a bereavement leave that's paid. As a way to retain talent, some large companies do offer generous leave. But here's where inequality rears its ugly head. Low-wage workers rarely get that benefit. Broughton explains how different America is from other countries. In France, employees receive three days uh, for the death of a spouse or partner or parent or a father or mother-in-law or a sibling. And uh, they're entitled to five days for the death of a child. Some countries like New Zealand have instituted laws that allow for uh, bereavement leave for the loss of uh, pregnancy as well. So some countries have taken a more kind of inclusive approach to uh, bereavement leave. He explains what so many of us who have suffered this type of loss know. Grief takes a physical toll on you. There are cognitive and physiological consequences of, of grief, of acute grief that can extend for weeks at a time. And it can interfere with not just regular daily functioning, but with work. Mental health experts predict that with so much loss because of the pandemic, we could see a rise in what's known as prolonged grief disorder, the kind of persistent grief that interferes with people's lives. 
Broughton worries that with so little bereavement leave, as a country, we're not prepared for the amount of grief we need to deal with. At around 35 years old, the human body begins to go downhill, slowly at first, losing about 1% muscle mass a year. As the decades slip by, it's reaction time. Bone density, your ligaments, tendons, joints, everything gets worse, right? Then why is 44-year-old Tom Brady still a Super Bowl champion? Or how did basketball player Sue Bird win her fifth Olympic gold medal at 40? Turns out, the answer is not that surprising. Pro athletes have a whole lot that we amateurs simply don't, especially money and time. But there might be something we can learn from them. Sports Illustrated looks at all the ways athletes are trying to extend their careers. And the numbers show how the science of athletics has come a really long way. In 1982, there was only one player in the NBA, 35 or older. Last season, there were 16. Today's superstar athletes have access to the most cutting-edge technology. The NBA's Kevin Durant is a good example. In 2019, he tore his Achilles tendon, which used to be a career-ending injury, but he had access to an anti-gravity treadmill, biosensors that tracked his every movement. He was able not just to come back, but to be a star. Now, if you're not an elite athlete with millions of dollars backing you, this kind of technology might as well be science fiction. But it does eventually make its way to the broader population. The article explains how a breakthrough in a lab will move to elite athletics about five years later. And to reach the rest of us, it takes another 10 years. So if playing your favorite sport hurts a little bit more than it used to, hang tight for a decade or so. Your favorite athlete's favorite breakthrough might reach you by then. There may be something of a breakthrough in one of the weird stories of last year. Back then, pilots in the Los Angeles area reported seeing someone flying around with a jetpack, and it led to some really odd exchanges on air traffic control. We just passed a guy in a jetpack. Don't hear that every day. Now, jetpack experts were skeptical. Known jetpack technology wasn't powerful enough to carry people up that high. Now the Miami Herald has this update, and it may not have been a jetpack or even a person that people were spotting in the sky. A new theory is that it was a big balloon of Jack Skellington. Yes, it may have been a blow-up doll of the main character from The Nightmare Before Christmas. A newly revealed photo taken from the LAPD helicopter last November appears to show this man-shaped balloon. Now, there's still a lot that we don't know, but there's a good chance that the airborne mystery was not a case of secret flight technology. It might have just been a Halloween decoration that got away and took a wild ride. You can find all these stories and more in the Apple News app. And while you're in the app, keep listening to hear narrated articles from our News Plus partners. We'll talk with you again tomorrow. Tomorrow.